0: Welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm Dave Cohen. And I'm James Carey. I'm actually going to be interviewing James today because you've got your book coming out, haven't you? We've talked about this before. I do have my book. I've mentioned it many times, but not spoken at
1: great length about it.
0: Not at all. And that's what this podcast is all about. And uh, what's the book called? The book is called The Sacred Art of Joking. Oh yeah, And it's published... It's out now, isn't it? it? It's
1: yeah. sort of out now-ish, Whenever this podcast is going out, it's right. probably out by now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. Well, well the, the publisher thought it should go out on Blue Monday, although they didn't tell the publicity people this, and so I don't think that launch is going to go for anything. Right.
0: Okay. But there we go. Well, you know, January, I suppose, is, is the, the, January is the launch month for uh, fitness clubs, really, isn't it? Yes. And Things, and uh, I suppose, actually, you know, the, a, a book about a book about comedy. Uh, why not? Why not? So tell us about the sacred art of joking. What's it about? It's um, so
1: I describe it as a book that it's about why, how jokes work and how they go wrong, especially in the realm of religion. Right. And so at the moment, I mean, jokes are in the news all the time now. Jokes are news stories pretty much every week, and so it's trying to explain to people that actually it's a bit of a miracle that jokes don't go more wrong more often because there are so many ways in which a joke can go wrong. And then it's explaining how Christians should have probably a bit of a better sense of humour when it comes to the Bible, and that Jesus was actually probably quite funny and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then in the third part of the book, I go into more detail about Jerry Springer, the opera, and look at, look at exactly who was offended by what and why and how, and when they complained, who were they complaining to, and what did they want to happen And is that actually a good thing to happen or not? Um, And then comparing that with the Book of Mormon musical uh, and Mm -hmm. then other examples about also the Count Dankula Nazi-saluting pug dog.
0: Has political correctness gone too far? Uh, Can you make jokes about anything? And uh, your book sort of covers quite a lot of that that area in fact um, there's a bit of a, a, an overlap actually with my book as well And in the beginning you talk about uh, jokes and how jokes are written and how they're they're formed um but the uh, interesting thing i thought about that in that first section is about uh context mm. and how a joke why uh, why might a joke that's funny to you when you write it down what what why might that joke then become uh, yeah. offensive
1: well i mean i sort of describe in one part of the book how um telling a joke is like getting from one moving car to another moving car via a third moving car yeah. and so the person that's so you've got you've got you've got the person telling the joke the person who's hearing the joke and the person who's being joked about and they all have a relationship with each other and those relationships are are different. So I get to make mm. jokes about my mum that you don't get to make yeah. um, and vice versa. And, and and that's and that's as it should be. No one's saying, you know, so I... I but also the way in which I will um, speak about something may change depending on my mood. The way you're going to hear something is also going to depend on your mood. And, it, you know, there are so many factors at play. So when I, I you know, an example I give about... Um, let's say there's a girl called Barbara who's got stupid hair um, and somebody makes a joke about that. Well, it depends. Who is Barbara? Is Barbara the headmaster's wife? Is Barbara sitting in the front row of a comedy, uh, you know, in in a comedy store kind of setting? Or is she um, the dictator of a country and has planted landmines everywhere? In which case, a joke about her hair seems pretty toothless and tame. Um, So you kind of want... So my point is that you know what the media love to do now is just take the words of a joke and say, "Is this funny?" And you go, "Well, you kind of had to be there, really." Yeah. And it's 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 in one sense, it's so flipping obvious that the context is important that you shouldn't even have to say it. But you know what our media love to do is to jump upon a really offensive joke that they deem was offensive, and then they haul the comedian into the newsnight studio and then read the joke at them mm. in front of somebody from, uh, you know, from an action group or a lobby group who's professionally offended by this. And you just think, well, this is not the situation in which the joke arose. So, you know, I'm in one sense stating the bleeding obvious, but apparently that still needs to be stated.
0: But I think uh, you, you kind of go a little bit against, I mean, that, that, that you don't talk so much about or, or you don't write so much about the political correctness uh, angle
1: uh, not so theory. much no but it's more that people's criteria for judging whether a joke should have been told or not the point i'm making is the words of the joke will not tell you that and the context really is incredibly important and then the second point i make particularly with the sort of religion is whether you were offended or not by the joke is another very bad way of deciding whether the mm. joke should have been told by n- or not because it's not a sin to be offended. If you're offended, you're offended and yeah. that's and that's fine. But so I don't get into the weeds particularly on free speech and yeah. whether words account as physical abuse or that kind of stuff. But it is quite an important well, factor. It
0: does sort of um it, it's sort of implicit I think that uh, though from your just just sticking to the beginning bit and uh, mm. we'll come to the uh the uh, the offending people and mm. and some other areas as well but but in in the, the sense that context is everything you're sort of saying no it's not political correctness gone mad uh, you're you're kind of you're kind of saying, uh, I, 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 well, I, I get a sense from that sort of opening that you are actually saying, um, y- yes, uh, of course, anyone can can make a joke, but but if if that joke I'm making about that person's hair mm. is, um, you know, this person who who has suffered in yeah. a particular way, and yeah. now I'm. I'm sort of adding cruelty to it. Yeah. So in this is which is the sort of argument about say like if you're you know the, the thing about um the, the phrase that's used quite a lot now these days is sort of punching up yeah versus punching down yeah I um, had a whole
1: load of stuff about that and I cut it in the end right <laughs> okay
0: um yeah because it it's it's quite it, it is quite a difficult uh, thing but there are cases and I mean you know from my personal experience I always I always thought uh oh, I, I would never do jokes that that punch down um but then um the 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 uh when the charlie hebdo um massacre happened that that sort of changed uh my my view on that a bit and again we'll we'll, we'll come to that in in a bit but um i think that the um there's some really interesting areas and things that I hadn't considered at all um, about uh, certainly about uh, your uh, attitude to, to Christianity because mm. obviously you are uh, you are a practicing Christian and mm. uh, in fact a member of the the synod. Is that I'm correct? a member
1: of the General Synod of the Church of England for the funniest of all dioceses, <laughs> which is the Diocese of Bath and Wells. Brilliant! Uh, it's an honour, and, and I even know the Bishop of Bath and Wells.
0: There that, we go. That, that's that is great, and. Yeah. Uh, that is the only time that i think that i've had a member of the the, the synod in my house which is very nice there we go. so uh mm. maybe there may have been some secret synod members i didn't know about but uh, Un- unlikely yeah, yeah. I, I, I like um, there's a uh, a phrase you use um which is um corporate joke aversion ah. can, you, can you talk us through a cja as yes. you uh, describe it
1: In 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 a in a way so corporate joke aversion is the, uh, so I, I sort of, I write this little bit whereby I explain how on at least three occasions, I've been asked to write a, like a little funny advert, sort of thing, an online advert or something for a bank. And and they, and they I always say banks don't like jokes because they could go wrong. And people say, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. they They, they really want it to be funny. And then when they actually are presented with jokes, they go, oh, could you just change this and change that and change that? And they basically want you to take out all the jokes. And that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And and large institutions, including the church, the church yeah. are like that because ultimately jokes are risky. And if a joke... And, and if you have an awful lot to lose, you're going to basically be risk-averse. And so you would think, therefore, a global bank, for example, or even a global religion would say, well, one joke's not going to bring the whole thing crashing down. But actually, no one wants to be the person who on their watch is the person that kind of made the whole institution look foolish. Mm. And so it's just always easier to not do a joke. It's always easier just to squash it. And it's also always easier when someone makes a joke that you don't like to say they shouldn't have done it. When actually what you should, I think, say is, well, they were free to do it. I don't like it, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have done it. But the moment your job's on the line, obviously, you're always going to squash it. And, you know, the church historically has operated wrongly, in my view, uh, with a with a bit of a controlling aspect. I mean, that's basically what a cult is. But also that's historically what the church has been because the church has been also part of the power structures in a way that it sort of isn't anymore. I mean, technically mm. it is because the, the, the sovereign is the head of the church and, and blah, blah, blah. But overall... And it's interesting, actually, I realized recently when you go, if you actually read what Jesus says and does, so I'm not meaning to preach here. But if you actually read what Jesus says or does in the Bible, he never controls people. And if people don't like it, he just lets them walk away hmm. and he doesn't go running after anyone and he doesn't say, you will listen to me. Um, and in the end, he make, he makes jokes at their expense and then they kill him. Um, so, you know, tough crowd. Yeah. Um, but but overall there's this corporate joke aversion which operates to some extent within the bbc as well but they they will defend jokes because they know they're a yeah. broadcast and they've got to it's been
0: harder for the bbc though hasn't it yeah get, since more since each government seems uh, increasingly over the last kind of 30 or 40 years to interfere more and more and say you're not allowed to tell that yeah. story and and um Occasionally it it sort of happens with comedy as well. And, of course, there was the the Russell Brand Mm, um, uh, incident, um, which, which was kind of the kind of thing that happens when comedians are trying to create comedy and it doesn't always work and yeah. and it was and
1: misjudged in my view you it, it know, was misjudged it was yeah. it, but it didn't require it no. didn't require the hysterical and shrill response that <laughs> it the,
0: got the sacking of the controller of BBC2 no, yeah, no it's a radio 2 yeah
1: no it's it was a,
0: a bit OTT okay,
1: overkill but that's kind of the world we live in really which yeah. is unfortunate mm. um and in a way jokes are kind of have become the battleground over free speech yeah um and the problem with that is that the poster boys for free speech are never the people you want them to be. Yeah. Um. Hence, you know, the Count Dankula. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I. I. Th- it's. Um. I think also what what's happened. I think it's partly uh, what's happened to our journalism over the years as well. Is we no longer kind of do news stories so much opinion has become much more important integral part of of newspapers uh and, and i guess they online. know because
1: they know that you can get the news from anywhere well and so now they realize they have to add value and give opinions yeah. or something I well that. i think
0: it's more that news costs money and that yeah. you know to fill because uh, I, you know, I trained as a journalist and you know and for me to it, it's sort of the equivalent of um do I make a sitcom or do I make a panel show? Mm. And um, for the amount of um, I thinking of someone like Lee Mack, who probably uh, gets more exposure and and more success um, from eight nights of eight days of doing, would I lie to yeah. you to compare to that six months of, blood and guts and sweat Mm. that he puts in to making the sitcom and all the other people and how much more expensive that is to make Um, but it has the same effect so you know Owen Jones being opinionated about uh, something um, A Thousand Words or David Aronovich or whatever mm. is a lot cheaper yeah. than actually sending somebody out to to, to do the, the yeah. hard work and, yeah. and, you know, kind of find out stuff. I
1: mean, Owen Jones is a good example of someone who is brilliant at being professionally offended. Mm. He does he does that really, really well. And it's just an example. I mean, it doesn't really matter what his politics are, which, which way, because obviously the people on the right are very good at that too. Mm. But whenever they sort of leap to the victim's defence and say... You know, it, it becomes very hard to defend uh, free speech or becomes very hard to defend a joke when people go on and on and on about the victims of that joke. Mm. Um, and so it's just a narrative that doesn't play very well. Yeah. And that's why sort of jokes always tend to lose and the comedian or whoever just gets thrown under the bus or their yeah. Twitter account is deleted and they're fired. and. Yeah.
0: Interestingly, and in fact, topically, um, just this week, a tale of two comedians, really. The uh, Saudi uh, comic, who's uh, Hassan Minhaj, He's, he had a Netflix special and the Saudi government uh, were not happy with it. Mm. So that has been uh, removed. The Netflix special has been removed. His- but only, only from the Saudi Netflix uh,
1: thing. So I think you can still watch it in America but I right. think it's not available in Saudi Arabia oh, that's interesting. But even that, so, but it's, still, has, it's still Netflix bowing yeah. down to censorship when they're meant to be the good guys. Yeah. Aren't they?
0: and also he's had his Twitter account deleted and his wife, who is a bit of a uh, um, public protester in Saudi Arabia, she was sort of involved in the campaign to get allow women to, to drive in, in Saudi Arabia. She She's... Uh, had a license, kept, had
1: her driving license taken away, probably. A Bit worse than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's had her li- She's in prison, you know, right? So oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she won't be doing worse. any. You yeah. won't be. Uh, you won't be doing any driving here, no. Miss, or yeah, whatever they, exactly. yeah, yeah. whatever the Brooklyn Nine-Nine phrase would be when right. they arrest her. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's the one on one side. You've got that, but in the same week, you have uh, Louis C.K., who you know ha- ha- was named and shamed, and within a sort of few months, is kind of back. Mm. performing and you know doing jokes about uh victims of of uh shootings and and, and, and things so uh, well jonathan, you know, interesting
1: the jonathan Pye video on that is very yeah. interesting because he says
0: I'd, I'd never come across i i, I the, the, that was the other thing i mean the, 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 the jonathan pie he's a character yeah yeah and he's playing this sort of uh apology he's he's, he's mark thomas the, the physically right. least, uh, I'd never I'd never seen him before And it was actually Really? Yeah He'd l- not heard of him Until very recently Yes l- Literally yesterday I saw really? this I watched this thing On uh, Twitter I'd heard the name And i heard you know some people saying I hate him, some people saying he's brilliant. Right. And then so I I, I knew of him. Yeah. I didn't know if he was a character or whatever. But he's a, he is a persona. He's I don't a, think a persona. he the man and he, and he doesn't necessarily
1: agrees with the character's he's, views. He's sort of
0: like Corbin superfan. Have you come across him? He's this character on Twitter. Okay, no, who who just writes and um, you know, like pro Corbin stuff, but yeah. is obviously taking the piss. Yeah. But lots and lots of people get really uh, uh, right. are, are either angry with him mm. anti-corbinites get angry with him and pro-corbinites go yeah right you know right on yeah. and he's just it's so obviously it's sort a, of a, a troll is isn't it yeah and that, uh, is, that's what Jonathan Pye, Pye is yeah because I watched what he was saying about this Louis C.K. thing and uh, it just um, I, I got, think he's I got kind of lost in the sort of
1: I think he is the point that his character makes or that he makes is that Basically, before he was guilty of the Me Too stuff, those Louis CK jokes, people probably wouldn't have had a problem with because he was Louis CK, and everyone thought that Louis CK was cool.
0: Right. And because okay, that's, and well, because that's valid.
1: Yeah. and and you just think actually, though I'm sure if you trawl through all of his back catalogue of stuff, yeah. he's done more offensive jokes than that right. because he was always a bit edgy. But people basically don't think he should ever work again, yeah. and you know, and in one sense, I I understand why they think that um that they're reacting to the person
0: and not the joke. And so yeah. again, the context is really important there. What I didn't get though was is Jonathan Pye a comic character because it wasn't there wasn't anything funny. I I thought deliberately there was nothing funny in what he was saying. He's not yeah, so I think the way it's enjoyable to watch in terms
1: of what, what somebody who's slightly losing their rag. In a way his persona is He's a news reporter who's sort of at the end of his tether and can't quite believe. Right, there's okay, an element okay. of that character of the network guy, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, you know, I yeah, can't take I'm it mad anymore. as hell. Yeah yeah, 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 So it feels like it's in that kind of area, a sort of
0: partridge almost. Well,
1: well a that... mixture of those sorts of things. Yeah, but I okay. and I, do, I don't know. So the actor's name is the guy who plays him is not not called Jonathan Pye. No, well,
0: I guessed that. Um,
1: but I don't know what the distance between. And yeah. in a way, it's a bit like when we talked to Al Murray yeah.
0: um,
1: over the summer. Um well, play you know episode that's fairly recently is that Al Murray and Al Murray Pub landlord are not the same people, mm. but there will be some overlaps there yeah, because they can't help but look like the same guy, yeah, and they have similar outlooks on yeah. certain things but not on other things, mm. and so you know and actually the i mean Jonathan Pye's um sort of uh point in that little video is um Everyone knows when they're joking, and it's only a, per- a particular per- sort of person who pretends like it isn't a joke, right. and who takes offence at it and says, "Well, this might, um, you know, this might uh, make people think X, Y, and Z." I just think, well, of course, I'm not going to think that it's a joke. The only right. person that doesn't think it's a joke is you. Even Although, though, but even though you would
0: know that it's a joke, isn't that slightly contradicting what you were saying before? But that actually, if if I was watching Louis C.K. joke about uh, victims of, of shootings mm. with somebody who just lost somebody as a victim of yeah. shooting—that would be very uncomfortable. Yeah. surely. Yeah. And that's. Uh, but it's not Louis C.K.'s fault. He
1: doesn't know that you're sitting next to somebody who is, who has a relative as a victim. But he of a shooting. knows
0: that those people will hear those jokes.
1: Yes, he does. But but the, the rules are different for a comedy club than they are for. So you the show that you, you do at a comedy club in a room is different from the show that you would do it Live at the Apollo yeah. for precisely that reason.
0: Yeah.
1: And therefore to say, because someone somewhere might be offended by a joke, means that you could never say it anywhere, is idiotic. Um, yeah. Because there is no possible way in which you can operate in a world like that. But also it's not even, I don't think it's even required. Mm. Our laws, however, are so idiotic now that they will basically say you could go to jail for making a joke that someone perceives that someone else might be offended by. Right. And that, oh, we're, in, we're in all kinds... Fortunately, right. the police don't actually enforce those laws, but they are, they are there.
0: I think those laws are basically, like you say, they, they, they're not enforced. They're the sort of laws that uh, are there that if they weren't there... I think there might be uh, a problem. I mean, this is—I think no, one, I one area that I disagree with you, and I think there's a lot of areas that I was I'm very pleasantly surprised how much I agreed with you. Mm. Um, there's the the uh, the Count um, Dunkler case, yeah. Uh, Dunkler? Dun- Dunkler, yeah, Dunkler, yeah, yeah, Count um, Dunkler, somebody else, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. But uh, actually, just to get to that, I mean, mm. the thing that's re- I found really interesting in your book, which hadn't occurred to me. Uh, is was that is that actually you genuinely find the Jesus story funny it's yeah. a, for you it is a comedy yeah. story yeah. in a way that I've never heard anyone who is uh, believes in christianity yeah. make that defense and as yeah. you say you know there's Jesus wept is in is a well known phrase in the, from the Bible. that mm-hmm. there's nowhere where it says Jesus laughed. Yeah. Um. So uh, what? How? You know, I've, I've read it, but if you could just explain how you th- why you think the Bible yeah. is a fun is a is, is a suitable case for comedy. Well, in
1: one sense, it's because because the Bible is sort of a metaphysical book and strange things happen. You've got sort of normal people in strange situations, and that automatically makes it makes it funny. And in a way, I mean, one example I give is it's a bit... So the very the very concept that God could be a man is so ridiculous that Islam rejects Christianity almost entirely on that basis. Right. Because for them, it's not possible because God is so transcendent and so separate that the idea that he could be a man is offensive and blasphemous. Mm. Um, whereas in Christianity, it's like, yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, and so therefore, when Jesus does miraculous things they're kind of funny yeah. in the same way that you know when when superman catches Lois Lane in the original superman movie mm. he says to her i've got you and she says to him you've got you've got me who's got you yeah. and she's mm. reacting for the first time having never seen a superhero before yeah and so if you can imagine if you believe I mean if you don't believe that Jesus turned uh, water into one or whatever, then it's all nonsense and that, you know, I, I understand that, but if you think that any of those miracles actually happened, imagine the reactions to those yeah. things would have been would have been extraordinary and comic because the world is being turned upside down all the time, which is you know I wrote episodes of my hero, which is, mm-hmm. hey, I'm married to a superhero,
0: yeah,
1: and superheroes are basically Jesus in yeah. some way or another, <laughs> and so that kind of Incongruity, which is at the heart of probably most comedy, mm. is really obvious. In, and, and in, it's, yeah.
0: it's sort of like juxtaposition as yeah. well, isn't it? Uh, the, the, the one case, uh, well, sort of a few, quite a few, but I think the one where you give where Jesus heals, brings Lazarus back from the dead, and, yeah. and like you say, if you watch this. Film in a movie, it's it's a comedy. You know, it's a comedy moment for the for the people watching. It's yeah. like what? And then yeah, and then exactly. You say the, the the cliche of the the guy who's uh the guy who's pissed, who's sort of watching it from the distance. Yeah, and he looks looks at his bottle of alcohol and think, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 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 why that. Yeah, happened. I should give up yeah.
1: drinking, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you you get loads yeah. of those sorts of moments. Yeah, and so those and but but because I mean, firstly, you know, nobody reads the Bible, so they're never going to know that it's funny. And secondly, Christians when they read it. out out loud in church they read it so badly that there is no possible way of finding it funny and so because christians don't work at reading it well like shakespearean actors Mm. work at making shakespearean comedies funny then there's no prospect of people finding it funny but on the page if you read Mm. it honestly it is actually quite often funny but yeah jesus wasn't a stand-up comedian i'm not arguing that he was a gag a gag merchant yeah but i am arguing that there are many more moments of comedy than people might realize,
0: and in fact, you 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 go to uh, you talk about Easter, which is you know kind of supposedly like the the darkest the the, the darkest moment yeah. uh, in in Christianity, and that what uh, interested me about that really, and you talk about that being a funny a uh, funny story, the mm. whole Easter story, um, and it just sort of made me think a lot about about. Uh, Jews and, and 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 you know we do joke. We, we were told not to joke about the Holocaust, and then you know when I was a, a <laughs> teenager. Sorry. But the moment you're told not <laughs> yeah. to, that's the
1: worst, isn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: seeing the producers, uh, the original film from that from the late 1960s, um, when I was a teenager, you know, it was a, it was a it was a life changing moment for me. Really, it was like, oh, here's somebody making jokes about the Holocaust, and you know when that film came out. It was completely. Uh, it was so controversial. It mm. just. It just didn't get anywhere. Coming back to you know, context is everything. Yeah. You know. It you, really was too soon, wasn't it? It was. It was too soon, and but also it was incredibly prophetic, and you know, a pa- really powerful anti-Nazi statement. <laughs> yeah. In a in a very funny way, um, and I just wondered. I just thought in a sense, it felt like what you were saying. It's a bit like what Mel Brooks says. You know, he says, look, this is the, our darkest moment. I'm not, you know, I'm not making fun here. I'm pointing out the absurdities that are around this. Yeah. How, how, how absurd is humanity that it can allow this kind of thing to happen? And I was wondering if that's maybe your attitude about joking about Easter. Well, to yeah, to some extent, because, yeah, I mean, Easter is funny if you
1: believe again what I believe about Easter then it it is funny in a way because I mean the idea that God becomes a man and man go ah let's kill him Mm -hmm. um and then and then it's actually the religious people who say let's kill him and they decide they're going to kill him even though he's proved that he has the power to raise people from the dead and then you know they prosecute him for blasphemy and you go well hang on it would be blasphemous if he weren't actually the son of God, mm. but what if he's the son of God? Well, we didn't really consider that to be honest. So there are loads of these kinds of ironies. I mean, it's mm. not killer comedy store material. I wouldn't open with it, <laughs> um, but it operates yeah. comically, if you know what I mean, because it's just full of ironies, that, you know, if, if yeah. you if you believe it, if you don't believe it, then the whole yeah. thing looks a bit crazy, I realize, but.
0: Well, exactly, and this, this is where I think why we differ probably on the Count Dunkiller thing is that you can say that and you can joke about that, But if I was to start going around making jokes about Easter, um, it might look a bit different, I think. And in the same way that... No, I don't agree. I mean, it would, but you can do what you want. And... Can I? Can I just go out and say, oh, Jesus, dying Easter, that was funny. It's a funny story, folks. Yeah, look, we killed him. Yeah, that's fine. I'm offended by it, but I don't want the police to come and arrest you for it. Right. And
1: that's the thing. So Count Dankula did something by making his girlfriend's uh, dog, pug dog called Buddha mm. do a Nazi salute when he said a horrible word about horrible phrase connected mm. with the Jews that I don't even want to say mm. that's a really technically that works as a joke it's a horrible joke and i don't like it and i would mm. never do it should
0: it be a crime no well that's where again I come back to the phrase context is everything, and uh, I think, and I, I think after your book, after you'd written your book, mm. what happened was he, uh, he got people to uh, help. Uh, he got his court case uh, crowdfunded. and all the people, or most of the people who. Helped to fund, crowdfund his case were from very dodgy, very right wing, very anti semitic. I know groups. Yeah, I know. I know and fully. He,
1: I know that Tommy Robinson was a spokesman for him. He and, has become yeah.
0: a a, a pin up boy yeah. for you know the the, the anti semitic uh, crew. Really. Yeah, don't like and him. Don't like them. Shouldn't be a crime i think it's fairly and you know and he has he has happily become a part of that and i and i sort of feel well you know this is the sort of case the very rare case where uh, okay you can't prove it it goes to court and and uh, And the court
1: said context makes no difference yeah and that is idiotic nonsense but I and very felt, dangerous.
0: N- uh, well, he got off, I think. No, he didn't. He got prosecuted. He, got, he got well. He got a, a small fine. It um, doesn't matter whether it was a small yeah.
1: fine or a big fine. The fact is, it was a crime.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those areas. You don't. You can't
1: prosecute people you don't yeah. like because you don't like them. That's
0: not good enough. Well, I think it's one of those areas where in order for the for the greater good for the protection of of uh, speech i i know that this is not a popular view in the comedy no, world it's a very popular view people a, think not in not alone comedy left uh, no and right. i no, it's, it's no, no left i think right i think
1: comedians don't like people like count dankler and they think good bad bad luck on him no, very well, few people well, commit
0: very few comedians spoke up for him well david Badil was yes was, was uh, and is correct favor. to do so uh, in your opinion. Yes. <laughs> um, but I felt that, um, the, for me, the context of it, it, it felt like, well, this, this uh, the, everything around it subsequently made me think, well, actually... Oh, it stinks. It totally stinks. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Not a crime.
1: So this is what I say. When Christians hmm. complained about Jerry Springer, the opera. They wanted the people who did it to be prosecuted under yeah. the common law blasphemy law, which have now subsequently been abolished. Mm. Now, um, what you're basically doing at that point is you're confusing um, sins and crimes. And so, uh, and I think uh, from a Christian point of view that they're, they're very, very different. And there are lots of things that are, that are very damaging but aren't crimes. Mm. So like, for example, you can commit adultery. And that's one of the single most destructive things that you can do to you and your spouse and your kids. It's not a crime Mm. and nor should it be, but it's a thing that you shouldn't do. Now, there are other things which aren't sins, like driving 110 miles an hour, Mm. but that's a crime, (laughs) even if it's an empty motorway. So um, I think there's a really big confusion there. And therefore, as a society, we're very Mm. uncomfortable... Uh, making those distinctions. Yeah. And I think and I and Christians are the worst at that. So we want people to be arrested mm. for doing a horrible show like Jerry Spring of the Opera, which I don't think which I thought was blasphemous and very unpleasant in the second half, but it's not a crime or shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. Um and therefore, you know, I think we so therefore that's why I, you know, I have a completely different view of the role yeah. of the state in that.
0: I think we can I mean we can agree to differ on that that's sure. uh issue. Because actually, the thing that really uh, interested me that was, um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised to to read much the same when uh, I did a, a radio show um, about the um, al- uh, about the ultra orthodox religions. Some right. of my family are uh, part of that, and I and I it was a comedy uh, show, radio four, and I contacted the, the uh, family members and said, "Look, I'm I'm just." telling you ahead of time now so it doesn't come as a shock but i have done this thing and it's you know i'm not mean or anything i'm just mm. i'm just basically being rude about uh people like your, you your <laughs> yeah exactly and the response was uh well you know i'm i'm comfortable enough in my mm. faith god's big enough god mm. can take it yeah and i was you know i was kind of really and you're in a, and you're in a lot of trouble yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Ven- very funny vengeance but is mine seth the lord anyway yeah. have a good show hope it goes yeah. well bye <laughs> uh and that was uh, and, and that's kind of one of the things that i bring away from reading your book yeah. and that that's uh and that that that's quite um well, obviously in the context of what mm. you've been saying for the last half hour yeah. that, that's been uh that's that's great but it definitely it was a it was a very uh pleasant surprise for me, there's also you've got a very nice little section in there about uh, uh, the question that we often get asked, with uh, a bit of harumphing yeah. going on at the time. Why don't you make jokes about Islam? Yeah, and, um, yeah, and there there's was... actually some very good reasons why. Yeah, that are not to do with uh, people.
1: People assume it's cowardice. Yeah, but the thing is, if you know any comedians, you know that they they are drawn towards subjects like this, yeah. and they would do jokes about it. Mm. If they thought that anyone would understand them, and they won't. So the main the main reason people don't do jokes about Islam is because no one understands it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I I have, you know, what's the difference? To, I. It sounds like this, it sounds like the uh, the setup to a joke. What's the mm. difference between a Sunni and a Shia? Yeah. I've no idea. You got me, babe. I, <laughs> I think I I think they've got a different perception of yeah. um of at what point. Islam, it, it goes yeah. back a long way mm. and it got very ugly. But what's the difference between a Sunni and a Shia and a Sufi yeah. and a Wahhabi Muslim? It's just like, yeah. these, these jokes don't really play <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because the audience is like, because you need shared information. Mm. And so I think that's the the, the, main, the main reason why is not actually cowardice. Although I'm sure that is on the, you know, in a small minority of cases. Yeah. But if you started doing jokes about Islam, firstly, everyone would, the audience would start to worry that you're going to be mean, and that's a perfectly justifiable concern. But secondly, they're just—they're not going to laugh because they don't yeah. know why it's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um. So yeah, those
0: stuff like that really. Um. Yeah. You know, crops up in crops up in the book too. Yeah. So, so uh, what 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 else would you say is a, the takeaway message? Is there a, actually you know obviously this is about your your book and your book is about mm. not specifically aimed at sort of uh, people new writers or whatever, but is there anything you would say? I mean, the thing that I say in my Mm -hmm. book about uh, offence and political correctness is I'm not going to tell you what you can joke about, but... You, if you you need to have more than I just want to say something shocking. You need to be able to stand up and justify within the context of why you say yeah. something. Mm. Is there anything that you would uh, add? What would what what should we take from your book? Well, I blind
1: well, blimey, that's a good question. I hope they didn't ask me that one on Radio Four. <laughs> um,
0: uh, well, <laughs> um, Trainee John Humphrey's here. Come abs- on, answer yes, the question. Th- yes,
1: exactly. I don't know. I think. I just, in one sense, my main thing is, is is partly to people who are who like the Bible and like Jesus is that we are very, very easily offended. And it's fine to be offended. And I think people worry too much about being offended. And you haven't done anything wrong. And therefore, you can just, I mean, it's, it's Steve Hughes, that's an Australian comedian, who just says, when you're offended, nothing happens. You know, be yeah. offended. Fine. Um, and I know that's not good enough on one level, but on another level, so... You know, I I think we need to be prepared to to defend people who make jokes that we don't like, even though I wouldn't make jokes like that in that way. Um, But in terms of the the first third, which is about joke mechanics uh, to a fair degree, there's a lot of stuff in there which is hopefully useful in terms of just the myriad of ways in which the joke can go wrong and you are effectively thrown clear um, from this joke that you're trying uh, to do. And actually, when you think about those variables that are at play, it's sort of a miracle that any joke works at all. Mm. Um, there are so many ways in which it can go wrong. Um, I'm just trying to get people to have a bit more of a grown-up attitude, really, uh, to when when Louis C.K. makes some jokes we don't like, or some jokes some people don't like. You know, we just need to think: is it is it that we just don't like Louis C.K. anymore? In which case, let's just be honest about that and say. Sorry, mate. You're not coming back too soon because you were a pretty grimy, grubby individual. In which case, fair enough. Um, but it's just the dishonesty, I think, about um, the about the jokes. I think about the offence. I think sometimes, no. mm. um, and then co-opting it to you know for your own political ends as a stick to beat the other team with. Mm. Um, and you know, it's just like oh, I mean, life's too short for all that, isn't it? you know so um yeah so those those are the kinds of those are the kinds of things i hope people will take away from the book and hopefully it's written in a way that is sort of you know a little bit jokey and light um it is not a theological textbook um oh there uh, are footnotes though. there are footnotes to say yeah
0: (laughs) That there are footnotes. There's. Uh,
1: I've always, I've always liked footnotes. Um, yeah. And um, Terry Pratchett uh, always used to have footnotes, and I've right. always admired yeah. Terry Pratchett's footnotes.
0: Well, the, the 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 great first footnote book, which I think was probably Terry Pratchett's inspiration, was uh, "The Third Policeman" by Flann O'Brien, ah. which uh, which has which is the most brilliant joke, uh, builds the most brilliant joke mm. through the book. It starts with. Uh, a, a, a philosopher explaining something, and then uh, then they, they st- starts to talk about this other philosopher who disagreed with him, mm. and gradually over the book, the footnotes yeah. sort of take over, <laughs> and these these two philosophers <laughs> turn out to have absolutely hated each other, yeah. and and at each other's throats, and and the, actually their kind of arguments basically are all about mm. the fact that they can't stand the other guy. It's brilliant, one of my favourite ever books.
1: Another excellent use of footnotes. Blimey, how do we get onto this? Is um, Stuart Lees uh book i can't remember what it, the the last one was called but at that by that point at certain points the the footnotes are way longer than the pages yeah um and in a way you just think well this is the perfect way for Stuart lee to write a book because he's yeah. constantly commenting on himself <laughs> yeah. anyway yeah um and so uh so that was very pleasing and actually mm. i would love to sit down with Stuart lee um i don't think he listens to this podcast but if he did um yeah. please like, get in touch sure. um and and just and just sort of talk to him about his experience of jerry springer the opera because the christians complaining cost him an awful lot of money um, and really damaged the box office uh, of a possible nationwide tour and a whole load of other stuff and part of me would just like to apologize and say i'm sorry (laughs) even though i was offended by the by the show but i had to watch it in order to work out whereas lots of people complain without having seen it and i think that's something that you sort of can't really do Mm. um again for reasons i go into in the book but um but anyway um so yeah it's been fun to write it and i uh In a way, it feels like it's sort of merged the two worlds that I operate in. So I have another podcast called Cooper and Carey Have Words, which is about Christian stuff and church stuff. And then there's this podcast. And this is like one of the few projects
0: which actually kind of sits halfway in between the two. Not only sits perfectly halfway between, but also is a subject which uh, is, is, as you say, endlessly topical in the news. So uh, good choice there and a great book. And um, yes, it's uh, out there now. So if you get can you can get it, um, you can get it from me personally if you want,
1: and I can sign it for you. If you go to uh, my website, James Cary, Carrie's spelled C-A-R-Y, JamesCarey.co.uk, and then if you click on Sacred Art of Joking toggle, then there's a page of it and, and then you can order it via me and my shop. And mm-hmm. I make more money that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also will can sign it for you, or not sign it if you'd rather, um, or or write something else in it. Um and, a rude um, joke, perhaps. A rude joke. Yeah. Also, there's a link there uh, to Amazon uh, mm. as well. So, uh, and it's out in America in March, right? Via IVP. Okay. So, um, if uh, if anyone is listening in America. Um, they are. They are. We know they are. Um, and I also do. I occasionally translate things for American audiences. So occasionally I refer to Alf Garnett, and then I use Archie Bunker uh, yeah. as well, um, yeah. who is basically the same yeah. character. So
0: I noticed that your uh, your eyesies, uh, as in as in socialize or corporatize, are Are, Zeds. are Zeds. Yeah, and actually the publisher a little bit disappointed. Well, with that, actually, the, the James. Pub-
1: that's what the publisher did, and I don't quite <laughs> understand why their house style. Yeah. Switched them to Zeds, right. um, and it, I have to say, a little part of me died when yeah. I read them. But well, that's their house style, yes. so that is
0: my one uh, criticism. If I have a criticism, that is that fine. Book. I'll take that as a criticism. Z's. Too many Zeds, and uh, I fundamentally, di-
1: I fundamentally disagree with you with the role of the law. And yeah. f- <laughs> okay,
0: we accept that. I'm sure that'll come up again. <laughs> Maybe James's book, The Sacred Art of Comedy, is now out. Uh, I've also got a book out. It's called The Complete Comedy Writer. It's about writing comedy and uh, it's available uh, on Amazon. I'm also going to be doing some uh, classes, uh, writing classes in February and March uh, in London. Uh, I've got a day on uh, writing for stand-up and one for topical comedy and also a couple of days on uh, writing for TV and radio, uh, sitcom and comedy drama, whatever that is. Um, And the full details of them, uh, end of February, beginning of of March are at my website, davecohen.org.uk. Um, if you want to uh, follow us more, we're going to be, James and I are going to be developing a sitcom uh, on uh, Sitcom Geeks uh, through our Patreon uh, website, and uh, if you want to join that and subscribe there, go to the uh, Sitcom Geeks Facebook page and you can find out all about it, um, or you can email us, sitcomgeeks at gmail.com. Speak to you soon. Bye.